In today's podcast, I go over the three main reasons why your knee may be cracking. And you could find out some very important things about yourself that you never knew. The main reason being, believe it or not, just because you have knee pain, it doesn't mean your actual issue stems from your knee. But in fact, it could come from your ankle or your hip. Stay tuned. I'm Nichelle Thompson. Welcome to Everything is About Your Health, the podcast. I believe one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to be open-minded to learn. To learn about different professions out there in the world that links to your health, either directly and indirectly. For instance, I operate a manual osteopathy and cold laser clinic in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. For those not familiar with manual osteopathy, it takes a holistic, whole-body approach to healthcare. It uses manual, hands-on techniques to improve all aspects of the body, including the skeleton, joints, muscles, nerves, circulation, connective tissue, as well as organs. Internal functions like metabolism, respiration, and reproduction can also be improved without the use of drugs. Here at Heat Therapy, Holistically Elite Active Therapy, we utilize BioFlex cold laser units to help accelerate healing on a cellular level. It is a light-based technology proven to be highly effective in the treatment of musculoskeletal problems and wound healing. We have had many success stories with this technology. People have avoided surgeries, reduced and eliminated medication, and reduced or eliminated all sorts of pain. So please, join us on this journey as we interview all sorts of professions and how they link to your health, either directly and indirectly. Have you ever wondered why your knee clicks, pops, or cracks? Today we're going to be going over three main reasons why this may be the case in your situation. The first one here is if you have, say when you're walking up the stairs or doing some sort of exercise and your knee cracks or locks or you lose stability, chances are you may actually have a meniscus tear. And this is something that you would want to get checked out with your doctor because your knee is locking in place or you're losing stability. These are huge indicators of a meniscus tear. The second is if, say, you're bending down, you're squatting down, and your knee sort of clicks or pops or, uh, say, like snaps a little bit, but it feels good, you know, that's just usually the synovium releasing so that um, nitrous oxide gas um, that's built up in the knee that is releasing. But here is what I really want to go over because this is when mechanics can really make or break your future in terms of your knee health. If your knee, doesn't matter how many times you do it, continuously grinds and cracks as you're bending down, this is typically an indicator of the wear and tear that's happened within the cartilage of the joint or under the kneecap that's indicative that you've been overusing and stressing out your knee. In this case, you want to check the mechanics of your ankle, the knee itself, and the hip above to see if there's anything going on. When I say the ankle, the knee, the hip, you're also going to be wanting to look at the muscles and the ligaments in this area to see like the length tension, the strength, 
both sides to see okay why is it this knee or if it's both knees again you have to figure out why that is and it could be things that you're doing because of your job and to a certain extent it should be um, up to you and go to a professional that can help you figure out what it is that is causing these issues just to help you know save your knees from a knee replacement because knee replacements is probably one of the most popular surgeries that they do in in Canada every year so if you can save yourself from having to go through knee surgery perfect let's speak about the ankle and the main things that you can assess yourself to see what's going on and if that could be contributing to the reason why your poor knee is taking up the bulk of the pressure. You're going to do what's called the knee to wall test. If you listen listen to my podcast in the past, you have an idea of what this is. So if you make a thumbs up, like you're giving the friends the thumb, you're giving your friend the thumbs up, you're going to go to a wall, place your knuckles on the floor and have your thumb touch the wall. Now you're going to get one of your feet because you're going to be testing the ankle and you're going to touch your toes at the end of the fist. And you're going to see if you can keep your foot and your heel flat on the floor and try to get your knee to touch the wall in front of you. If you can, perfect. If you can't, where do you feel the discomfort? Is it in the front of the ankle, deep in the ankle? Is it a tightness or tension behind the ankles near the Achilles tendon? Where do you have the issue? So there could be um, two main things going on here. If you feel that deep sort of pain or blockage, I'll say in the front of the ankle, you should get your talus um, adjusted or you should be doing what's called band joint mobilizations to help with what's known as the posterior glide and positioning of the talus so that your talus bone will sit better underneath your two ankle bones, which is actually comprised of your tibia and your fibula. So you have better range of motion of this area because if you think about um, this way if there say was a huge bump in the road and you were driving a really low car like a Corvette or something what you're gonna do is you're gonna drive around it you're not gonna drive over it because if you do it's gonna scrape the bottom of your really expensive car you're not really gonna want to do that and your body is, is is no different right if you have that tailless bone that big kind of bump in the road so to speak in your ankle your body is not going to want to keep driving forward um, of that knee into proper mechanics so as a result your ankle doesn't have as much range of motion so guess what has to make up for the lack of range of motion your knee gets stressed, your hip gets stressed, or your back gets stressed, or all of the above. Now, you may also have felt tightness in the back of your calf near your Achilles tendon. In this case, you'd be wanting to do some release techniques, whether that be some foam rolling, use a massage gun, stretching. So when you retest that knee-to-wall test, again, thumbs up, thumb touches the wall, knuckles on the floor, your toes touch the bottom of the fist, and now retest to see if you can get that knee closer to the wall. Can you? If you can, perfect. We're going to move on to the next joint. So now I'm going to get you to have a seat in the chair. When you're sitting, you're going to have your hips and knees at 90 degrees, if you can. And now 
with keeping your knees exactly where they are. You're not moving your knees and letting them fall in or not letting your knees fall out. You're going to try to turn your toes inwards to almost try to kiss each other so to speak but don't let your don't let your toes touch here so spread your uh, feet a little bit apart so when you're bringing and sliding your toes in you're seeing how much range of motion each knee is capable of known as internal rotation or inward rotation at the knee if you notice there's a difference side to side and also to take a look at how much your foot has to curve up. If you cannot keep your foot flat on the floor and you notice there's more of a comfort in one side and more of a discomfort in the other and you can see one foot has to curve up more and you can't keep your toes flat on the floor, that means one knee has less of a range of motion of internal rotation than the other and you want to work on this and you can if you look um, in my youtube channel there's a video that i have that is recovering from a running injury so if you look up my name nichelle thompson and go into my channel and search um, in running injury recovery, you should find that video and around 10 minutes, there'll be an example of a exercise that you can do with a band in a kneeling position that will help to encourage that internal rotation at the knee. So now say you do that, you're doing 10 sets or sorry, 10 repetitions of three sets. You retest this, um, in a seated position letting your, your knees fall or your toes rather go inward towards each other and you check to see if that's better. Now we're going to be moving up to the hip. What you can do is look at three main ranges of motion. So you're lying flat on your back right here and I'm actually really doing it with you guys when I'm doing this uh, podcast. I find it easier to explain things to you guys. So you're going to lie flat on your back start with whatever side you want you're going to do a comparison of both you're going to bring your right knee as far as you can to your chest just see how that feels and now compare the other side switch to the other side and see does it feel equal and you can even record yourself too by the way so you can get an actual idea of what's going on do you really have to hike up that leg to get it up there can you get it past 90 degrees what is the range of motion of your hip? Now, hold your leg in a tabletop position so your hip is held at 90 degrees and your knee is held at 90 degrees. And now you want to turn your hip inwards, meaning your heel is going outwards. And you wanna see how far you can do this. Now hold up your other side, tabletop position, hip 90 degrees and knee 90 degrees and move your heel outwards. You can also try this position if you're having a hard time imagining what I'm saying. I'll get you in a seated position in a chair or on a bed where your feet cannot touch the ground and you're going to move one of your um, ankles outward. So the knee will sort of fall in. You'll feel that the hip is rotating inwards and the heel is going out. And compare that on both sides, right and left, and see what is easier. If you feel any pinching, if there's any pulling, how your muscles feel, how far range of motion that you can um, perform side to side. Now the last range of motion, we're going to lie on our back again 
if you're not already in that position. And you're going to take your right heel and ankle and cross it above your right knee or just below if you don't have that range of motion. And now gently and slowly let your leg and your knee fall out to the side towards the floor. If you have good range of motion, your knee will be at least no more than two fists stacked on top of one each of each other off the floor. If you cannot get your knee close enough to the floor and it's above more than two fists stacked, you need to work on that range of motion. And again, check the other side, cross your left ankle and heel either above or below your right knee and gently left or gently let your left knee fall towards the floor and see if that feels the same and how that range of motion is. So if I backpedal a little bit here, you should at least be able to get about 110, 120 degrees of that first range of motion. So that's bringing your knee to your chest. You should be able to get that without struggling or without feeling pain. And this internal rotation, you know, ideally it's equal to your external rotation and internal rotation. There's going to be a little bit of a difference with internal rotation usually, but that's not all for everybody because we do have different anatomy, different shapes of the femur, different shapes of the acetabulum, which is where the hip bone will attach into the socket there. So the biggest thing is we just want to have no pain and as equal range of motion inward and outward as possible. Preferably, you can at least get to 30 degrees of internal rotation of the hip. So at this point, we've tested three main things. We've tested dorse, um, ankle dorsiflexion, which is that knee-to-wall test. We checked the internal range of motion at the knee to see what is going on with the actual mechanics of the tibia on the femur, which by the way, that's what the knee is comprised of. It's actually comprised of the joint that makes up the top of the femur, or sorry, the top of the tibia and the bottom of the femur. And we just test and went over what the range of motion is like at the hip. So now let's see about any length tension differences. You're going to sit up against the wall with your feet in front of you. So you're going to try to get the back of your tailbone, your shoulder blades, and your head against the wall and have your legs out straight in front of you. So do you actually have enough range of motion in your body that you're able to completely be in this 90 position at the hips with your legs out straight. And now when you lean forward, can you touch the floor? And when you do that, does the tension that you feel potentially behind the legs or in the back or in the feet or wherever, does it feel equal side to side? And can you do this? So you should be able to at least touch your toes in this position. If you cannot, what my question is to you, when you are down in this position, try to, t so tuck your chin. So when you're sitting up against the wall, tuck your chin all the way to your sternum as best you can. And now try to lean forward and touch your toes. Now, when you're in this position, stay here with your body folded forward. Just lift your head and look up in front of you. Does the tension you have decrease or stay the same? 
if it stays the same, it's muscular tension that you have to work on. If it actually felt better, you have to work on neural and dural tension. So this is actually the structure that encases your spinal cord. The dura attaches behind your nasal bone and forehead bone on the inside of your skull, wraps all the way around the inside of the skull, travels down the spinal cord, remember it cases the spinal cord, and it will encase the nerves as well, going down the rest of your body into your arms as well into your feet. So now when the reason why in your case, if you had a relief in pain, when you lift your head up, it could be that you have tight dura. So when you bring your head up, you're actually alleviating that tension on the spinal cord and that is why it feels better. But you may also have a combination. It's very possible. For me, when I do this, because of my years of dance and gymnastics, I have tension in my upper back. As soon as I lift my head, that helps. Mind you, this could also be muscular tension as well. But for the most part, this is um, what's known as the slump test. A really quick version of it anyways. But I also do still have parts in the legs where I do feel that muscular tension. So you will work on calf as well as hamstring stretches. Again, I have videos on my YouTube channel to accommodate you in these uh, departments. The other thing we're going to test is the quad length tension, the hip flexor, as well as the IT band. So this is what's known as the Thomas test, or actually we're going to be doing the modified Thomas test. So you're going to sit um, at the edge of the bed and bring one of your knees to your chest. So say you do your right side. Now you're going to hold that knee to your chest and you're going to lean back on the bed and let your left leg just hang there. Again, you can have a buddy or a family member or record yourself to see what is going on. Record yourself from the front view so that you can get a head on view to see if your ankle is in line with your knee and if your knee is in line with your hip and get a side view to see how and what angle your ankle, your hip and your knee is at. This test is phenomenal because it gives us an idea of how tight the quads are, how tight your IT band is, how tight your adductors are, how tight the hamstrings potentially are, how tight the hip flexor is, how tight the, <clears throat> the um, ankle uh, musculature is that goes up into the calf and into the front of the shins there. This test tells you a lot. So in a perfect world, when you are in that position, your knee is in line with your hip, your knee is in line with your ankle. So that's basically like a 90-90. And straight on, when you look at the front view, your knee is in line with your hip and your ankle is in line with your knee. So it's 90, 90, 180 degrees, um, kind of straightforward. It's very, it should be very robotic. Mind you, again, this just gives you a general idea because sometimes people anatomy and the joint alignment is different from person to person. But ideally, this gives you an idea if it's being pulled off to the side, you generally have to target more of your 
IT band, which is loosening up the glutes, potentially strengthening the other side. But let's just, not confuse people, (laughs) back up a little bit. Let's just focus on the um, tightness components and just say stretching, okay? So if your leg is pulled out to the side, so we're, we're focusing kind of on the hip area here. So if your leg is pulled out to the side, so your hip is out to the side, your knee is out compared to the alignment with your hip, you have more lateral tightness. So tightness on the outside of the hip. So you want to release the outside of the glute into the TFL area along the IT band, even into that lateral um, hamstring in the back. If your knee is inward, that means your hip is more in, you wanna stretch more your adductors. So the inside musculature, as well as release a little bit of the inward hamstring in the back of your leg. The other thing is if your hip is not in line with your knee, so your knee is up to the ceiling, you want to work on your hip flexor and potentially your rectus femoris and sartorius flexibility. So if, uh, feel free, guys, again, to re-listen to this video and write these things down. So if you want, you can take a look at this further with your own research in terms of where the anatomy is and and get ideas of how you can stretch these areas out as well. Again, I do have videos on my YouTube channel to accommodate you guys in these areas. The other thing is if your knee is not 90 degrees and it is say like 110, 130 where it's very straight, you definitely have to be working out your quads here and stretching those out. Foam rolling is great in this case. Pretty much for the hip and musculature, that sums it up pretty good. The other thing though too that I'll go over really quickly before I leave you guys is um, just making a, a quick note about musculature and stability. So the arch and the arch support that you have in the strength is a huge thing. So a really quick test that you can do right now is you stand up on both feet and I'm going to get you to shift your weight to stand on your left side first and just try to stay there for 10 seconds and see how stable you feel. Does your ankle really wobble around? Do you feel pain anywhere? Do your arms flail? Do you have to put your other leg down? What is going on? And test your other side, just check it out and see how that feels. Does it feel better? Do you feel more stable? Do you feel less stable? Do you feel pain? Do you feel discomfort? What is going on? If you have a hard time balancing on one leg for 10 seconds and you're wobbling all over the place and it's very unstable, you have to practice this every day. I like to tell my patients that at at night, every night, when you're brushing your teeth, balance, try balancing. And I tell them to do about 15 seconds each side, just keep flip-flopping back and forth. 15 seconds on the left, 15 seconds on the right, 15 seconds on the left, 15 seconds on the right. And do that until you reach two minutes. And then when you start to get better and stronger, start to challenge yourself, you know, do 30 seconds on the left, 30 seconds on the right, 30 seconds on the left, 30 seconds on the right. And eventually a minute 
on the left and a minute on the right. That would be awesome. And then you can even start to, you know, close your eyes as you're doing it. Take out that visual. Really demand your body to use that proprioceptive ability and the uh, kinesthetic awareness of the environment so that your body doesn't always rely so heavily on your vision. When you're brushing your teeth and balancing, you know, try instead of just looking forward into the mirror, try looking off to the left. Try looking off to the right. Look up to the ceiling. Look down, maybe not up to the ceiling when you're brushing your teeth, you know, maybe kind of looking down a little bit or or slightly looking up to the side and, and up to the ceiling a little bit, you know, just change where your head positioning is to see if that throws off your nervous system in terms of how you balance. This also too is a great way to strengthen not only your arch, but the hip as well specifically your gluteus medius muscle which is the muscle that helps to stabilize your hips so when you're doing this you want to make sure when you're looking in the mirror your hips are straight across you're not excessively lifting up the other hip or letting that hip drop so for what i mean by that is if you stand on your left side your left leg does your right hip rise up higher than the stabilizing side or does it drop lower you want your hips to stay even to cross because that means your gluteus medius muscle is working and it's not slacking off causing other muscles like your piriformis or your poor ql muscle your quadratus lumborum which attaches to the top of your hip to the last bottom rib um, which is um, not what it's supposed to do so it just stresses out your body can uh, lead to things like back pains um, sciatica piriformis syndrome things of that nature so that's my final comment to you guys it may seem like a lot for a little bit of knee pain but that is why I love my job so much and why I literally can do it for hours a day because every single person is different your results will be different from somebody else's results of what they got today or what they found out but the best thing about this is now you may get an idea of why your knee cracks and grinds all the time because typically unless you had some sort of an impact to the knee or direct injury to the knee typically knee issues do not actually come from the knee they come from some sort of other issue either at the ankle or the hip generally speaking hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast if you have any comments for me please leave that in the comment section below if you have any questions email me i leave my email in the description below thank you so much for listening and share with a friend and that's a wrap for this episode thank you for tuning in and listening don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you found it to be educational and know someone who would benefit This is Nichelle Thompson on Everything is About Your Health, the podcast.